Morning. Here in Holden Hall, I'm Zach Sardenic alongside A.J. Evans, Matt Merrifield, Joe DeVerns. Joe Des, press the buttons for us, making us look good and sound good to all of you guys at home. We've got a few different guests that will be joining us throughout the day. But you know where we're going to start. we got to start with a quick whip around, looking at some MSU sports from all around campus. It was a busy weekend on homecoming. There's even some more that we aren't going to really get too into. Field hockey knocked off Indiana. The only team on campus that didn't win in the last two days, I believe, was football that was playing here. It was a good weekend overall for Michigan State sports. And it started out on Friday, really, with men's soccer, a massive game against Indiana, a team that was in the national championship game a year ago. Michigan State ranked for the first time since 2019. They hadn't beat Indiana since 2014. Well, they got it done. Yeah, big win for Michigan State on Friday night against Indiana, who is typically one of the best teams in this Big Ten Conference, so definitely impressive. We saw a lot of promising things from Michigan State early in the non-conference play, and it's nice to see that carried over here in the beginning of conference play. Um, Richie Ludwig obviously getting the first goal for Michigan State, and then Sean Kerrigan with the game winner. He had the game-winning penalty kick against Indiana, and then he also had against Dayton a couple weeks ago as well, so... Uh, obviously getting some late goals from him is obviously very important and uh, overall just a great start to the conference play for Michigan State. Yeah, this team is rolling right now. They got off to a really good start and we all, I think, talked about it a little bit. We were intrigued to see how they would handle conference play and they've gotten off to another great start with that win in the Big Ten opener. And they've got four points right now in the Big Ten standings after taking the three from Indiana. They're literally one second away from being 2-0 and in the Big Ten. Yeah, They were in Piscataway Last Sunday, they were up 1-0, going down to the wire, and Rutgers scored with one second on the clock to tie that game. And this game, Michigan State jumped out to that early lead. Indiana fought back, and then Kerrigan drawing that penalty kick. The pressure from Michigan State that they were putting on Indiana in the second half was so impressive. And Zach Kelly was phenomenal again in goal. He's been really their best player so far this season and has stepped up in a massive way. Yeah, yeah this, go ahead, AJ. No, I was just going to say, this roster is also just really well-balanced. I believe eight different players have scored so far this season. So, I mean, yeah, they from top to bottom, they are terrific. Yeah, it feels like Zach Kelly being that last line of defense and goal has been great. He's been the most consistent in just every game. It seems like he's shown up to play. And then, like you said, just a well-balanced team. Uh, Zach Kelly had four saves in the first half against Indiana, which was huge. Only had one in the second half, but it was the only save he needed to make. So, obviously, he had a lot of action. In the early in that game, and so it just overall he played really well, and having a great goaltending is going to make your team that much better, without a doubt. The men's soccer team had a lot more question marks. It felt like than the women's soccer team coming into the season. A lot more expectations on the women's side. They've been up and down this year. They've shown flashes of being really good. They've also struggled at times. They picked up a big win against Minnesota on the road on Thursday, though, to try and get back in the right track after that tied open Big Ten play against Ohio State. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week, but I think I said, I think it was last Sunday, I said, I feel like the verdict is still out on this team. Even though we're pretty deep into the season, I still feel like we don't know necessarily what this, how good this team is yet. Um, they got off to a, a great start, obviously starting off the season 3-0, and and then there was the surprising loss at Colorado, followed by, you know, commanding shutout win against Eastern, and then the loss in the game that I think everyone was expecting to sort of be the biggest test before conference play, which was against Notre Dame. So I think this could be a turning point for the team at this point, just given where we're at in the season, but only time will tell. And they've got another big game coming up uh, 
against Wisconsin. Wisconsin later today. We'll yeah, see. I think it's important that this team has been very impressive. As we talked about, this might be the best team Damon Rensing's had for Michigan State since 2018 when they had that impressive run in the College Cup. So, I mean, only time will tell, but I'm interested to see how far this team can carry this momentum. Obviously, still haven't lost a game yet to start the year. So, uh, obviously, still some more tests, like you said, coming up, AJ. A tough schedule ahead, but winning, beating Indiana at home to and get your first conference win is uh, obviously huge. Moving away from the pitch to the court. Michigan State Volleyball. Leah Johnson's squad is rolling right now. They went into Ann Arbor and swept the Wolverines. Michigan's been down this year. To preface that, Michigan is now 2-8 and eight on the season. What a fall for the Wolverines from last year's squad. That was really solid. But at the same time, the Spartans are riding a five-game winning streak right now. They're heading into Champaign today to take on Illinois, trying to continue that. They didn't win many games in the Big Ten a year ago. And already with a win today, they're trying to keep that up. They went 4-16 and in conference. I feel like this team is better than that. I mean, they've been off to a great start. I want to give a quick shout-out. Impact traveled for the first time yes. for volleyball on Friday night. Faith Flickinger, our volleyball beat reporter, and also helps out a lot on football. Did a great job covering the game yesterday with us. Went to Ann Arbor on Friday mm-hmm. night and covered that great win for Michigan State. So just a quick shout-out there. If you want to yeah. read her article and more on the volleyball team's win and all of the team's content, uh, she wrote a recap following the game on Friday night. So check that out on our website. But Impact.fm.org. Shameless plug. Yes, but uh, obviously, great win for Coach Leah Johnson. The team has been miles ahead of where it was last year. We're already seeing great improvements from this team. And obviously, uh, we saw it was going to be a tough rebuild for her when she came in from Illinois State last year, but already we're seeing great improvements, 9-3 and three on the year, and uh, definitely so impressive and 1-0 in conference play. And Taylor Holdem has been balling for Michigan State. 19 kills in that win over Michigan, and that's not even been her best. She had 21 kills earlier this season, coming in as a freshman and making an immediate impact. Really has set the pace for this Michigan State team. She has had, since the first weekend of her college career, she has scored double-digit kills in all but two matches. Yeah. Plain and simple, that's going to get it done. Yeah, no, this this team is rolling right now. Um, At the start of the season, I don't think we knew what to expect. I think, you know, we all just kind of agreed that the best-case scenario would just be getting out of the cellar of the Big Ten. But, I mean, so far, they have gotten off to a, a really, really good start. And conference play is coming up, one of the toughest conferences in the country. So we'll see what this team is made of sooner rather than later. That we will. We're going to step aside, be back with some Michigan State football talk. On the other side of the break, you're listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. Welcome back to the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Moving right along, Michigan State football back in action yesterday, the fourth straight week with a game at Spartan Stadium. But Michigan State unable to get it done. A lot of turnovers, five of them from Michigan State in that 31-9 loss. And that five turnover number doesn't count when Michigan State turned it over on downs at the Maryland three-yard line and when they had a blocked field goal heading into half after a drop touchdown. So it was rough. To say the least. Go ahead, Merrifield. We're on to Iowa. I, I got I got nothing after yesterday. Um, Who starts the quarterback? Uh, Harlan Barnett said after the game, it's Noah Kim's spot. I was just 
it looked to me like Kim left the game because he was hurt. That's what I believe. Not because yeah. that's not like that is just based on my observation because he came up limping on right. that last play of the drive before, and then Kaden Hauser came in. I mean, Kaden Hauser came in, looked really good, Ooh. drove the team down the field, and then Jay okay. Johnson calls a screen pass on first and goal from the eight. Why? Why? In his defense, the screen was open. A short side jet sweep should... would have been a better play call. Or just run the damn ball. I agree that he should have had an open, or that that's not the play call I would have made, but the screen was open. You can't overthrow your guy on a screen by 10 yards. Now, I don't think Michigan State's completed a screen pass all year yet. It Michigan State like, completed like six screen passes yeah, in that game because they, like they ran like 12 yesterday. Yeah. You're right, but they still ran, they still completed a screen pass. Okay, it's a screen pass. You can't go six for 12 on screen pass throws between Kim and Hauser. The tight end screen was open. Nathan Carter, I think of like he had like five catches yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure four of them were out him running actual routes. Like I know he had a couple crossing routes or angle routes they caught, but like they can't complete a screen to Nathan Carter to save their life. And it's like the most infuriating thing to watch because it's the one thing Jay Johnson's actually good at and they can't do it. Like, it's just, I'm so tired of this coaching staff. I'm just, it's nauseating. But anyways, what were your guys' thoughts? I thought that it was obviously tough to watch. But overall, I thought that, I thought Nate Carter was solid. He continued to produce, put up near 100 yards. (laughs) I thought that... I really liked what I saw from a couple of the young guys on defense. I yeah. thought Chance Rucker was really good. I really liked uh, what for I his saw first from start. Jordan Hall is my favorite Michigan State player in like six years. I like Jordan I Hall. I love Jordan Hall. I liked, Don't leave. I like Dylan Tatum. Uh, like you said, AJ, I I thought that Noah Kim was not great. But I thought he was okay. He showed yeah. some good spots. He showed some rough spots. That first interception wasn't pretty. I don't think he saw that safety on that post route. Trey Mosley was open for like six seconds and they threw it at second number six. Yeah, the it's just, so that play, if I'm remembering correctly, they're sitting in cover two and he's looking for that post route on the seam area and he had it, but he has to get rid of that safety and I don't think he ever saw the safety. The only way you're going to get that route there, if you look off that safety and throw that ball, that's a touchdown. You know, the, a, yeah, A or B, Throw it, not, throw it early. I mean, he should have thrown it early. But yeah, I mean, I I just don't think he saw the safety at all. Yeah, that's he what I was saying. He, um, I don't think he saw. He's got to learn how to throw the ball away. Uh, uh, he threw two interceptions yesterday. He almost threw a third up the sideline. Uh, yeah, I didn't get a good look at the replay. It was uh, incomplete. It was okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, the receivers. Half the receivers on this team can't catch a pass for some reason. Like Montori Foster. Like that. Montori Foster's got to catch that ball at the end of the second end of the first half. That that was a struggle. Who who else had one? Jalen uh, Franklin. Jalen Franklin had one that hit him in the face mask in the yeah. end zone. Jalen Franklin had a rough day. A lot of players had a rough day yesterday. Um, Nate Carter is fun to watch. And it's funny, Montori had that one drop, but I thought Montori Foster was actually pretty good yesterday. He, he did have a pretty good game. Also, Deron Glover is very good. And they don't throw him the ball enough. But he, when the ball is thrown to Deron Glover, he is coming down with it. It reminds me of watching Keon Coleman in his first year. He is not Keon Coleman, but in terms of like. Jumping up and making the catch like that, he's gonna high point the ball better than a lot. I of like people. Antonio Gates Jr. He gets open. I do too. He uh, he forced the one uh, pass interference call in the end yeah. zone that led to yeah. the screen pass interception. Um, yep. But he gets open. Sam Levitt looked like something. They he brought should, Sam Levitt in and didn't in let him throw the ball he, really. He, so he threw. He completed his two passes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I I I just I. It's just so much. 
No, I mean, there were some positives I mean, to I take away from that game. But overall, though, it was tough to watch. And it's obviously demoralizing being where we're at in the season with every, and with everything that's going on. But I think at this point, you just have to look at the positives and accept them for what they are and try and roll with them. It just – it was – Frustrating because the first half was not good. Right. I mean, was. the offense looked of uh, the offense had four drives, five drives in the first half. MSU outgained Maryland well, no, yesterday. I'm, well, I'm just saying. This, I like, think this game was more frustrating well, than anything. Right. Well, it wasn't the first half. You had the opening drive, which was an interception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second drive, they actually might have been the best drive they've had all season. They went 80 yards, got inside the five, walked right down the field, and then like I was like, wow, this they're just putting together a drive, and then they don't get in. It's like great, and then the next drive, Nathan Carter fumbles it. Like, of the drives that you could complete, I mean, they had one that ended in a field goal, and then they had the blocked field goal to end the half. Like, if you don't cut out the mistakes, they probably would have been tied or even winning at halftime. Correct, but, and that's the thing is, like, they, the turnovers. I just, it's just frustrating. There's Every week there's something that just goes wrong, and it's something that's completely, I mean, I understand you're going to turn the ball over, but, like, I, I got nothing. I mean, they held Tali attack by low to 223 yards through the air. And it was 70 degrees outside and sunny. He threw for 350 in a hurricane last year. He threw for 330 in a, it was like half snowing, half rain in the middle of November two years ago. He still threw for 300 yards against this Michigan State defense. So holding him for 21 for 36 for 223 and three scores and one pick should have been good enough to win that football game. Now they didn't get any sacks. They got like two pressures on him. Yeah, and when they actually, but when they got pressure to him, he didn't know what to do with the football. He yeah. made a couple really bad throws. But unfortunately, they didn't dial up enough pressure. They refuse. They only send four. They never blitz. That Angelo Gross pick was sweet. That was a nice play. That was like it the was. that was like yeah, the yeah, best yeah. like play I've seen by the defensive backs of this football team since Mark D'Antonio left. Like it felt like like I don't know how to explain it. I mean, Michigan State has what like five interceptions in the last three years by their cornerbacks. They had two the last it's two not weeks. Many. I, Shakur Brown had four. Well, in twenty twenty. Well, in twenty. Michigan State had two interceptions in all 2022. None of them were by defensive backs. They had a few in... Um, in who tw- had the picks in 2022? I don't remember. Uh, I think Winman had one. Winman, I think Winman might have had oh, both. Oh, no. Brantley had a pick six against Ohio State. Oh, that was Brantley. Brantley? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying did. to think. But Michigan State had... Because that ball was caused by right. Winman's pressure, but Brantley right. had a pick six. Because yeah. you had... Like, I remember it was basically... I forget what it was, but it feels like Michigan State's had like two interceptions by defensive backs since Charles Brentley had that interception against Cade McNamara against Michigan. Like since then, the secondary just does not force pass breakups. I thought Chance Rucker as a true freshman yesterday. I liked him. They were targeting him a lot, which is understandable playing in his first game, but he still, he did well, didn't have any blown coverages and it made a couple nice tackles, a couple pass breakups. So overall, the young players on this team look good. It's just a question on how many of them leave in, on Tuesday. So. Speaking of that, let's... We haven't talked about it yet. We can talk about it a little bit now, and then I'm sure we'll get into it in December when this actually comes to the case. But everybody's been talking about it. Candidates for the next head coach here. Who would you like to see, and who do you think it's going to be? Wait, well, what about candidates? 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 <laughs> um, I just completely blanked. That was Zach Sloak, former fellow broadcaster, was texting me about the game yesterday. Um, Give me... I don't want it to be Mike Elko. Like, I like him. I think what he's Why? doing at Duke. Because he's only, this is his third year at Duke, second year mm-hmm. at Duke. Like, yeah. I just, we don't know what he can actually build. I like either the Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Yeah. I think. I don't think they're going to get him the way, though. I mean, he's an Oregon kinda, State alum. Right. But man, hey, Jonathan Smith can coach in the Big Ten or you can coach in the Mountain West. You're getting demoted, even though you're going to go nine and three this year, simply yeah. because your conference doesn't like you. Um, 
Oh, yeah, or they were behind the or I've been a Chris Kleiman guy. Um, just I like co- him just because of what he. he I mean, we know he can win at North Dakota State, and Kansas State's been consistently an eight and four team, and Michigan State with the resources and the building they're building across the street right now can easily be eight and four with all the resources and the money coming to this program and what he knows how to build. So those are my top two guys probably. I don't want Brian Hartline. Really? Why? Did you watch the Ohio State game yesterday? The play calling is like. I know Ohio State found a way to win that game, but it was the fourth and one with like six minutes left. Michigan, Ohio State's second to last possession. It's fourth and one, and they try running a jet sweep. Run the ball up the middle with your with Travion Henderson or whoever the stable running backs <laughs> I, they have. I your really Ohio like State. Brian Hartline because at the end of the day, if you bring in Brian Hartline, you're going to have talent. Are you, though? You are. How much of him, is it him or is it Ohio State with the brand? Look and, at the difference, and, though, in the receiving cord when he got there from before then because they were, had solid receivers before but it's been different I mean it's it's tough to say I mean but how much of those I mean I know he's developing talent but to in some extent Garrett Wilson and Marvin Harrison Jr. and Chris uh, actually Chris Olave wasn't a super highly touted receiver but like half the receivers they get Amika Abuka come in and they're already freak athletes like there isn't much development they have to do there right but at the end of the day I like Hartline he's not my number one choice it'd be great to have him I think a name that hasn't been thrown out yet on this show, but I think is a good name, Lance Leipold. I also Kansas. like him at Kansas. He's, I don't think you're going to get him away from Kansas, but boy, if you do. Uh, I mean, it's tough because you're like, wow, that's a basketball school. You could get them to come here where it's football's a priority. It's like, no, it's not. I mean, it's really not. I mean, we, we're, well, other, we're as Michigan State is a much of a football school as a basketball can be, in my opinion, but we're still, I mean, basketball is going to be number one until Tommy right, eventually but leaves. But With Leipold, the thing that he did that makes me think he's going to stay at Kansas, he got Kansas to invest in football. True. Like, that's insane to me, to get Kansas to yeah. care about football. I mean, you can build a building, but, like, there's still more that has to be done. There I, is, but... I was just saying, like, I know Illinois a couple years ago built uh, the Lovey Smith Center. Yeah. And then they fired him like a year later. But um, And then they uh I mean, won, the, what, nine games? Last yeah, well, year? that's because Brett well, did Illinois win yesterday? I don't even know who they played yesterday after Brett Bielema is the fighting Bielemas are an interesting program, but big Barbie guy from what he said at Media Days. Oh, um goodness. I don't know. There's a lot of good options. Uh I forget. The guy at Marshall I like too. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um he's a younger coach. I think he's like forty, but I really like what he's done at Marshall. I think Michigan State should hire somebody young. I agree. I, I, think I they should I, hire somebody young I mean, and up and coming. Jo- like Jonathan Smith, I believe is forty four. That sounds right. Uh, Chris Kleiman isn't young. That's yeah. His, that's neither his. is Leipold, but um, but I mean, Zach is Charles Huff. Yes, if, Charles I mean, Huff. if you get somebody that's I mean below the age of fifty five, you're gonna get as long as they don't leave for somewhere else or mm-hmm. um, they do a good enough job, they'll be here for thirteen years plus. And Illinois did squeak by coming back from a double digit deficit against Florida Atlantic yesterday. Oh, gross! Illinois is not even that good. <laughs> no, um, two and two. Uh, the Big Ten West sucks. More on that. Can't wait for Michigan State to travel to Big Ten West country next week. Can't wait NBC to be there. NBC primetime game. Oh, hey. J Mo's in the other studio. He gets to drive six and a half hours with me, Zach Sloak, and Jada Coster out to lovely Iowa City. Oh, Jamo's uh, Jamo's got the driving responsibilities. Uh, Sloak does. Oh, he's okay. We, have to, we still have to figure that out. But um, <laughs> understood. Yeah, that's gonna be a trip. Brian Ferentz sucks. Uh, he's he's running behind now. He's falling behind. So, so, so I have an important question. We found out last week Deion Sanders power ranks his children. Where do you think Brian we found f- that last week? We, well, well, 
That became a national news story because, you know, the whole primetime glazing. Anyways, where do you think Brian Ferentz sits on oh Kirk Ferentz's child power ranking? I don't even know how many children he has. Right. He's still probably last. He's probably got like a god godson that probably ranks ahead. That's insane. I would rank my godson against a guy that the can. The slander uh, is wild. They, all they did yesterday was punt or fumble. I don't care that they were playing in a monsoon in Happy Valley. I I simply believe I, Michigan State can win next week in Iowa City because Iowa refuses to score. And if Michigan State's defense plays like they did yesterday, Iowa will probably score three points, and that's it. As long as field position doesn't give up. Like, the biggest worry for me for next week is Noah Kim throws three pick sixes. Like, I think that's the only way Iowa scores next week. Anyways. With that being said, AJ, you got anything else on Michigan State? No, I do like Elko, though. Okay. I'll say that. Fair enough. All right. We're going to step aside be back with a college football look around around the country. What a slate we had yesterday. We're going to break it all down on the other side of the break on the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. College football look around from yesterday. What an insane slate that we had overall. And now we get a chance to break it all down for you. Joined now by a special guest, Jack Moreland, our sports photo editor. Jack was at the game yesterday, and now he's coming in to talk some college football. What's up, JMO? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Good All to right. have you, bro. JMO, yeah, how, yeah, on a scale of here. 1 to 10, how excited are you to drive six and a half hours to watch Michigan State play Iowa next week? Uh, I'd say I'm about like an 8 going out there. I'm like a 3 coming back, probably. Fair. That's yeah. fair enough. I mean, Jay, Solok, and I can be fun. So, anyways. Huh? Getting things going, though, yesterday with a crazy slate. And it really started right away at noon. You had Florida State and Clemson. What a game that was. Keon Coleman, first-round pick. That's all I got to say. I saw him. I know we we don't talk about mock drafts here. Somebody oh. gets upset. But I saw <laughs> No, him. no, no. Let's do it. Keon Coleman, first-round pick. I said what I said. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a first-round talent. No, I was just But where's he going? Talk. Is he going you know, 24th to the Redskins? Because that's apparently what they need, and that's what it will be available <laughs> at pick 24? No. Okay. Commanders. But anyways. Whoa. Whoa. Just anyways. He's fine. It's um, fine. I was going to say that. McCarthy's a I future s- cult. <laughs> I'm gonna get up and leave. I saw it doesn't a, feel like a safe space. I saw <laughs> I saw a mock draft that had Keon Coleman as a top fifteen pick is all I was trying to say with that. Mm. But uh Yeah. Anyways. All right, but that game was crazy. Clemson had the ball so I was working the game for Spartan Vision on the field at Spartan Stadium yesterday. And so when we we start with our like video stuff for the video board about an hour before kickoff. Well, that's like when that game was ending. And so when I had last checked the game, it was first and 10 Clemson at the Florida State 30 with like four minutes to go. I was like, this game is over. Clemson goes down. They miss a 29-yard field goal. Chip shot. And then Florida State ends up winning in overtime because Keon Coleman is just better. Can I follow a formal request for there to be a TV guide in each press box? of Spartan Stadium because yesterday Oscar and Zach and I were scrambling to try and find ABC before kickoff yesterday and it was nowhere to be found to find because they had the Michigan Rutgers game on instead of the uh, instead of ABC in, booth? in the booth 
There was no TV guy to be found. We were scrambling. I'm like, it should be on Channel 6 because that's the affiliate in the city. Yeah, but There it's was not, no it, Channel it's 6. Just the ML, it's the MSU Cable Guide. Right, it should be Channel 6. No, it's MSU Cable. Just look up MSU Cable. I, anyways. We're very much <laughs> quickly learning that uh, Matt Merrifield has not had much experience with MSU dorm rooms and MSU Cable. Oh, God, I don't. I'm so happy I don't have to live in one of those anymore. Anyways, <laughs> um, Keon's that guy. Florida State. Is pretty good. They're going to win the, the ACC because the ACC... They're going to win the ACC. Florida State's going to go to the playoff? I wonder if somebody said that before the year. Oh, wow. Couldn't be me. But... <laughs> anyways. Well, you, uh, Joe Dez, you got the clip of that? Probably yeah. not up and ready, but you know, there well, is a clip of well, the... Moving on. It's it's almost like uh, somebody that is wearing red today in Matt Merrifield had uh, a playoff of Oregon... Notre Dame and Penn State, <laughs> along with Georgia. Mm. Those teams have a combined one loss and I, are not going to the playoffs. I realize I should not be wearing red this morning after. I actually don't know. I was playing to the video because we're in the process of getting our video up for you guys that are listening. You guys can also check us out on Twitch in the future at Impact A9FM. So I was playing to the video cameras that are recording this episode, but I'm realizing that we're not streaming right now. So no one can see that Merrifield's in red yet. Also, I do recommend checking us out on Twitch when we're up because you get to see our reactions to these things because when things go off the rails, they get really funny. You also get to see what I look like on a Sunday morning. So <laughs> if, if you're interested in that. Uh, anyways. That's uh, the draw of a let, lifetime. Let, let's go to the 3.30 slate. Yes. Oregon. Oh, goodness. Man. Oh, boy. I so wanted what Colorado just hey, because hey, of the hey, fact exactly. that. What happened? What happened? What, what happened to Colorado? I was told, you know, the bags were Louie. Didn't look like it yesterday. Why are you oh, looking at me? I didn't say that. I don't that. even know. Yeah, everyone was trying to defend the, the glazing that was a primetime all week. <laughs> and it was completely unwarranted. You beat TCU by three. You beat Nebraska either, at either home. Way, either way, though, we've talked about you it, barely we've talked escaped about it a Colorado million State. times, Matt. The expectations were so low. Everyone Correct. expected this team to crash and burn. So what they did through those first few weeks was impressive. And you can't sit here and say it was. It was good. Congratulations. You won three games. Michigan State would probably be 3-0 and if they played those first three games to start the season. I disagree. They might lose to TCU, but they ain't losing at home to Nebraska. Well, they might lose at home to Nebraska. We'll find out in a couple okay. weeks. I don't think that – I don't – I think Colorado, Colorado State is not good. No, but it's a rivalry game. I think if Colorado played Michigan State, I think Colorado would win comfortably. Mm. So with or without Travis Doesn't Hunter. matter. With Travis Hunter. Right. That right. is the biggest thing, well, too. With Travis Hunter. All I know is that they didn't have Travis Hunter, and Bo Nix had a field day <laughs> on Colorado. Nice little nice little moment. Let me pull up the box score from yesterday. But, I mean, Colorado... Oh, Colorado I'm surprised even, you don't have his numbers memorized. I should already. have it memorized. I'm a bad fan. I'm just so bad at pushing this narrative. Did you already but, tell everybody on the airwaves, by the way, that you went looking and found that bodacious poster oh yeah i have a i a couple weeks ago i went and got the new york times uh from it was like three weeks ago now and they had a bodacious ad but i heard you didn't you had to go to more than just one place i to went find to it. i went to three stores yeah and it was worth <laughs> to, to every find penny. That poster. yeah you i know bought, i make, bought two make bo nicks a cult yep i i want it <laughs> i want it and you know what bo nicks 28 for 33 276 three scores he did throw his first interception of the year oh it happens nope, it's it's done it He's happens not, he can't be the heisman anymore it he threw an interception oh goodness, it happens man. he also ran one in so that cancels it out they won 42 to 6. he didn't, <laughs> even, didn't, he didn't even play the fourth quarter was it wasn't prime time wasn't even worth bo's time and guess what oregon's still undefeated i'm not gonna lie that's a bar though <laughs> so that was a bar oh, anyway that one they got stanford on the road next week in palo alto they're going to win by 40. 
Uh, and then better win three weeks from now, they go to Washington. That is going to be one of the most fun games of the year. I can't and wait. And the Heisman winner will take care of Bo Nix. You know, we're going to do I, Heisman things in a minute. He's the Heisman favorite. We were talking about it he, during the break. He sits back there. He's often, he doesn't do anything. He's got no legs. He just sits there. He can sit on his knees and flip balls with his left hand out to his And team. he still does. Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, and Romo Dunze are all freak athletes that are all 6'2 and run 2 how many, Heisman winners, how many Heisman winners have won the Heisman because their receivers are wide open all the time? Almost all of them. <laughs> like, let's well, not act uh, like... Not, not Derrick Henry. Wow, what a what a wonderful assessment. Anyway, Derrick Henry did not okay. win the Heisman because his receivers Let's get it were back. open. I'll refrain from the Bo Nix talk going forward since it's such a no, you're hot not. Don't even issue. say. Don't even say you won't. You won't. I'll I'll table it for three weeks. After he beats Washington, we'll revisit the the conversation because he's got bye week. So I have nothing to talk about in two weeks. So are you going to even come on the show that day, or are you just going to call in sick? No, I don't even. I mean, I won't be here next week, which just sucks because. Shout out Iowa City, but so no Bo Nix talk next week, guys. We'll have to. We'll have to I'll call up. in. When they, when they get upset though, by Stanford, we'll. Uh, can we get a we'll phone in here? I'm gonna call in. <laughs> oh my gosh! On a serious note, though, Colorado's O line is a mess. They got to get it that is. figured out. And it was. I mean, it's it's always been pretty bad. That was one of the biggest. Um, I feel like one of their biggest deficiencies that we saw in these first few weeks. Yeah. But it, that was exposed. The badly. line, the trenches is the thing that. So Deion Sanders brought in a lot of talent, but he brought in a lot of skill position players. They need to succeed in the trenches. And that's what, this is a little different. We're not actually going to talk much about them because they just played Rutgers, but that's what has made Michigan really good the last couple of years is their dominance in the trenches. Well, actually, and Georgia well, and Alabama as well. I, I, the Michigan argument, they've always been good in the trenches. I feel like their actual addition to skill position players is why they've taken that next Somewhat, step. Somewhat, but they've been, I think they've been better in the trenches than they were in the past. I mean, they're now over the top good. But right, they, they but, are the but Michigan, best team in the trenches Michigan's offensively. identity has always been running the football. Um, right, but can I we, just think they've can been we, better. Can we talk about head coaches yesterday and they're just terrible rants oh after, before and after game. Dan Lanning yesterday before the game I don't even know what the hell he was talking about the game won't, isn't played in Hollywood it's played out there on the grass what does that even mean I don't know I still wanted to run through a brick so what wall if you, what if you play it like USC they're playing for UCLA. clicks they're playing for they're clicks actually in Hollywood, we're playing like for still. wins I I love Dan Lanning even though that made no sense but the question is will you love Dan Lanning next year when Bo Nix isn't there or will you no longer care oh yeah Future Spartan head coach Dan Lanning. <laughs> hey, we, hey we we hired one Georgia defense quarter once. It can't fail twice. Um, anyways, can we take uh, also Ryan Day? What the hell was he talking about? <laughs> Beefing with a thir with an eighty year old is a bold strategy. Like what? What are that you was doing? Insane. You you congratulations! You punched it in when there were ten players on the field. Yes, that was also wild. We <laughs> yeah, haven't gotten to talk about goal. that yet. I'm glad you're Ola, and he barely got in as it was, as you ran through a wide open hole. Like, just saying, Ohio State. Uh, Kyle, also, oh God, Kyle McCord might be the most hateable quarterback in the country. Ooh, I don't know about that. He was up. Oh, anyways, I, I I got a lot that bothered me this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna have to work that tell, segment man. into the. You I are actually, so angry I texted today, the, when you cover Michigan like, State football, you're more irritable. I'm just wow. gonna. So I texted the Green and White Report group chat last night and asked if there were any segments anybody wanted besides what we've been doing the past few weeks. And Merrifield's response immediately, like within a minute and a half, was. Um, a lot of things bothered, or more stuff bothered me this week. Oh, NBC bothered me this week. What did NBC do? The, the TV timeouts during the state game? Do you want to know what actually happened there? There were or? three TV timeouts in a minute and ten passed in the entire game. You know why that was, right? Why? Because they only got 
one TV timeout in in the first quarter because they didn't take them early, and then Michigan State. So the way that this is an education for anybody at home that wants to care about TV I love timeout, TV timeout, TED Talks. So, this is what I'm here for. Yeah. So the way this works is there's four per quarter. That's if too they many. don't get them, in, and it may be, but if they don't get them in, they have to make them up. And so they had to get seven TV timeouts in on the second quarter because they only got one in on the first quarter because they didn't take them early. And then Michigan State went on that long drive and got so, down to the goal so line. So because Michigan State figured out how to actually have an offensive drive. And you know, and they put, hadn't taken them earlier because they didn't expect there to be a long drive. So NBC was expecting us to be not good and therefore expecting both Michigan and Michigan State to not have long drives yes okay anyways and so anyways that was what happened well Zach and that's why and I, it took forever Zach Sloak and I had some strong words for those listening to NBC about it was that. the uh it was the quarter of the <laughs> TV timeout did. but um but we yeah. talked about Terrapins on air oh yeah we and played that clip brack, earlier brack, Brackish waters, brackish waters. Yeah, uh, ah. Zach yeah. Googled what yeah. a terrible Mich- Michigan was. State is supposed to take teams to the deep water. Maryland took Michigan State to the brackish waters yesterday. <laughs> That's an insane Anyways. line. All right, let's move on with some more games because there were a lot of these games and we got to keep things moving. We got some MLB talks, some NFL coming up as well. Ole Miss and Bama. A brutal first half from what I heard. But Alabama figured it out. Jalen Milrow was okay. Alabama won the game, twenty four ten. I mean, they don't really have. Yeah, I didn't get to see much of this game. Um, like you said, Milrow looked good from what I saw, or looked in the second half. Yeah. The first half was awful yeah. for both teams. Oh yeah, um, it was what seven six at halftime. Yeah, but I think that's the biggest takeaway. I mean, Bama's quarterback looked all right for a half. How legit is Utah? They beat UCLA. We're not sure, but how legit is Utah, especially with Nate Johnson at the helm? as the freshman quarterback. You've got Cam Rising there, if, or eventually, maybe, coming back. But Utah's got Oregon State next week. Are they legit? Most definitely. I think so. Utah, I, they look fine. Like, nothing about them stands out. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I understand they're not a flashy team, and that's their, kind of their whole game is being strong between the trenches and running the football. But, man, I, I don't see them being ahead of Oregon, Washington, or USC. And then even, like, Washington State looks really good. And Oregon State's still a pretty good team. Going into Pullman's not an easy place to win, as Wisconsin found I out a couple weeks ago. I will also say, though, like, did you guys watch that game, that Oregon State-Washington State game? Because that game was not near as close as the final score. I mean, I know Washington State was up big early, and yeah. that kind of... That game was not near as close to the final score, or as the final score showed. Um, also, I'm going to read off some scores here, or some headlines and then we can talk about a little bit about that Ohio State game and then we can go into the best thing that you saw your favorite thing you saw and then your least favorite thing you saw yesterday in the college football world we can get answers from all of us and then we're going to step aside and get to some MLB talk Kansas escaped a scare from BYU Lance Leipold squad stays undefeated West Virginia knocks off Texas Tech LSU won on a game-winning field goal against Arkansas that game was bonkers Washington State Knock it off Oregon. Are they for real? I mean, a lot of people here seem to think so. I mean, I'm sure that Matt thinks they're going to lose by 10,000 to Oregon if they even play Oregon. But um, Ohio State stunning Notre Dame on the final play of the game. Penn State shut out Iowa. Pac-12 after dark was interesting yesterday. Arizona State played well against USC. Their, like, Taysom Hill light is just <laughs> insane. Uh, I think his last name is Scadaboo. Oh, and wow. He I is, love that. 
he is hilarious. He had, let me pull up the box score, but at one point last night, he had 96 rushing yards, like 70 receiving yards, and like 50-plus passing yards. I love that. It was, yeah, it was yeah, just crazy. Yeah, he rushed for 111 yards. Beast. for 79, yeah. Can we give a shout-out to big time. former Spartan Peyton Thorne yesterday and the stellar performance he put oh, together man. in College Station? <laughs> put it, he's in the Heisman conversation. Six for 12 for 44. And no scores and no pay. Hey, didn't turn the ball over. Look at that. He also didn't finish the game. Oh, yeah, because the Auburn quarterback room finished combined 9 for 23 for 56. That's just that's that's just laughable. I'm so, sorry. What yeah. an angry man. Yeah. <laughs> what an angry man. What? Oh, well, I mean, I just, I'm just pointing out the facts that people need to be aware of some of the garbage football that is played around this country. Oh, my All gosh. Right, let's, uh, Let's, Take it easy, like, like for as good of a slate as we had yesterday, there were some pretty let's, bad. Let's appreciate the good stuff. Matt. Let's talk about this Ohio State. Notre I Dame appreciate game for a the bad stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm Fair appreciating enough. the bad. Let's let's talk about this Ohio State Notre Dame game. The game was almost zero zero at halftime. Honestly, I'm, I was cheering for it to be zero zero at halftime. Midway through the second quarter, I was like, forget it. Let's just make it zeros. And then they got that field goal, and I was just like, man, this is no fun. Three nothing's not as fun. But yeah, that game was interesting. I mean, Notre Dame driving down and scoring. And then they had the ball back. And they just refused to run out the clock. They almost threw a pick six on a screenplay. Up by four with a minute and a half left. I love throwing pick sixes on screenplays. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, that was too easy. <laughs> and then... Shout out Nathan Carter for running down. I don't even know who picked it off off the top of my head. But Nathan Carter, hustle guy. Otherwise, that would have been an easy pick six for Maryland yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he did get his ankles... Taken on that, uh, but he did put in the hustle. <laughs> back to, back to Ohio State Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, seriously, um, Ohio State Notre Dame. It was an interesting game. It was an odd game. It was. It was really weird. Notre Dame's offense had looked spectacular. Ohio State's honestly, my biggest takeaway was Ohio State's defense is for real, yeah. which is not something I think we've said about Ohio State over the last few years. It's been their mm -hmm. offense. Right. Ohio State's defense is legit. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird to see because, you know, like McCord has been shaky, very shaky, and like you said, their defense has got been... a punchable face. <laughs> what he does? Yo. Anyways, all right, all right, man. Um, Please continue. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> Jack, you Jack agree? Moreland agrees. Yeah, no, for Jack sure. Agree. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a uh. good take. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only take Jack has said the entire time he's been yeah, on the show no, besides just laugh fan. and that is he I will say the listeners are loving J-Mo giggle at everything we say <laughs> seriously I've gotten multiple texts about that so anyways no, but back to comic word it's been, it's been weird to see with Ohio State this year because it's like the tables have turned you know within the realms of their team like, like you said their defense is really good and then the quarterback play has been very shaky so yeah it's bizarre, but that was just an odd game, like I said, to, to watch. For all of the hype, it was disappointing and satisfying at the same time. Can we talk about just the roller coaster that was for any betters out there in that game? Because some <laughs> people got it at three and a half, like my father. Some people got it at two and a half. RIP to those people that took Notre Dame at minus two and a half. Tough. Some people got it at three. And that last possession, <laughs> like uh, Oscar. Wait, can, I, can I say, Oscar, how old are you? If it's that I'm just not gonna say anything. Okay, never mind. Um. Uh. Anyways. Okay, um. Okay, hey, you didn't actually confirm it, so Matt, get it together. Okay. Get it together. <laughs> anyways. Uh, anyways. Um. So, 
hey, if you're not incriminating yourself on air, what are you doing? <laughs> but Little League World Series. Uh, that's exact, not that's exactly. not illegal. That's not exactly. illegal. You should still be ashamed of yourself for that. <laughs> There's a lot I'm ashamed of. Betting, picking. I didn't even bet on it. I picked it. Um, oh, God. Anyways. All right. So just to all those betters out there on the last second play, I'm just interested to see just the anxiety that came through because had one second not been put on the clock, it would have been at, left at a two-point game. And a lot of people that bet on Notre Dame would have been happy, but instead, some people were still happy. Some people got their money back, and some people lost. Anyways, just from my perspective, I got a kick out of that when they added a second on the clock. Anything else happened yesterday? Pac-12 after dark was fun. I know you mentioned that. Yeah, I was up way too late watching it, though. I really was hoping Arizona State was going to pull it off, and then I stayed up until 2.30 in the morning to watch a two-score USC win, mm. which I was a little disappointed with. But it was a very good game. And so uh, that made it a little bit worth it. All right, quickly, going around the table, best thing that you saw yesterday or favorite thing you saw yesterday in college football, mine honestly might have been that Arizona State game in before the final part of it. Scadaboo making a catch, trucking a guy, staying on his feet and taking it 50 yards to the crib on fourth down and two was electric. And so that was uh, that was probably my favorite thing I saw was just that entire performance from him. AJ, for me it would have to have been Keon Coleman. It's been it's just been great seeing him do what he's what he's done. Dog. Um, yeah, obviously you know it's tough because you know I think everyone wanted him to stay, but it's it's been terrific to see the success that he's had and that this Florida State team has had. Like I said, he's he's a future first round pick. I feel like I've been saying that for um, as long as he's been balling. So it's been great to see. That's my favorite. Yeah, uh, I I barely watched any football yesterday other than Michigan State. I didn't catch the noon, much of the noon slate uh, before the game, and then afterward I didn't really want to watch any more football. <laughs> However, I did see a young, I think it was a Spartan fan, in the stands yesterday try to give their prosthetic leg to oh, the Maryland mascot, Testudo. <laughs> and that had to have been my favorite part of the day. It was easy. His buddy was holding him up, and he was offering his leg over the, over the railing. It was incredible. It was really just the I, true yeah, meaning of college sports, I think. Yeah, it was awesome. So... He Shout was, out to that he guy. He was showing it to try and get on the video board, too. It was... Yeah. Why wasn't he up there? <laughs> <laughs> because I was told about it. I didn't see it. Okay. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Let's see. My favorite thing... I feel like it's got to be... I feel like nobody's going to top Jack's statement. I mean, there, but... I don't know. Did you hear... I didn't see it. Did you hear Zach Sloak talk about Terrapin? I did hear about it. That was <laughs> kind of crazy, was, too. might have been the most outstanding thing because he said, I will get this in before the end of the game at halftime. And I opened the second half with it. <laughs> like, I literally, we came out of the break, and as they're kicking off, I'm like, let's talk about Terrapins, because I thought this game was going nowhere. My least favorite thing, uh, watching Big Ten football last night between Iowa, who just can't score. Future Michigan State opponent, though, so that gives me hope. Minnesota. Blew a, How did they blow that game to Northwestern? Because Ethan Kalmanakis and Minnesota Yeah, but, suck. like, I can't push my Northwestern narrative anymore. About them going winless in the Big Ten this year. I thought for sure they were going to go winless. They are not good. P.J. Fleck, future Spartan head coach. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Minnesota, not very good. Gives me hope that Michigan State can win that game in Minneapolis. And then Indiana, you don't go to four overtimes against Akron and get away with it. Like, I, like I, my father tried telling me that Michigan State's not going to win at Indiana because it's a rivalry game and it's on the road. 
That's Ak- the old brass platoon, right? Is that the yeah? It's the old brass that? platoon. I, Akron went yeah. in there and took that game to four overtimes. <laughs> Michigan State still beat Akron by fifty last year and won five games. Like, shout out to the Zips. Akron is better than they were last year. But <laughs> also, um, shout out to LeBron. <laughs> I talking about trophies. I need to push this narrative. I was talking about this earlier on my drive in. Michigan State and USC need to create a trophy game, and it needs to be a Trojan horse, mm. and it just needs to be a thing. I also what you think about that, and the Trojans. I love that. It That's needs fun. to happen. I like fun. That's all I asked for. And <laughs> I, don't act like I it. thought <laughs> I'm a fun person. I feel like no, you are not. You are. And uh, I also, fun guy. I, I also love uh, the MAC helmets. Even though Michigan State oh, yeah, kind of no, played like yeah, a, yeah, they yeah, kind of played like sick. a Mac school yesterday, but. I did love the. Uh, I also love the Maryland helmets. Those Terps helmets those are awesome. That was Sweet. the best. It had to have been the best helmet matchup in the country. I think that was my take. I, I mean, don't know. That's I what didn't, I saw. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really look at too many other teams. Anyways, great uniforms all around. All right, yeah, that'll do it for this segment. We're gonna step aside and come back in just a minute with some Major League Baseball playoff push talk right here on WDBM East Lansing. It's still baseball season, everybody. Not just football season. We're going to talk some baseball here on the Green and White Report. Coming down the stretch for the playoffs, Zach Sedenik, Matt Merrifield, A.J. Evans, now joined by Oscar Henderson back on the mic this week after a couple of weeks ago making his Green and White Report debut. He's back to talk some baseball. Yeah, excited to be here. Uh, one of the favorite, one of my favorite times of the year coming up, October baseball. Love it. Love it. This is going to be an interesting stretch run here. You've got some good, some good teams the NL wildcard race could be crazy, but let's start on the AL side. Let's start with the AL West and the collapse that is the Houston Astros. And the Texas Rangers. Yeah. I Texas mean, is still going to get in, though, because they're in the midst of sweeping Seattle. So They they do have another four game against Seattle. Uh, they do. I think right before the season ends. I think that might be their last series. They do. They play because Texas and Seattle play each other, and then Seattle has to play Houston. Yes. And then Texas yeah. again. Texas has to play the Angels, which is going to help them because the Angels are terrible. Yeah, I mean, um, the AL West is it's such an interesting race because, I mean, like you said, Houston has sort of collapsed. Uh, I mean, they're pitching. Luis Garcia was already out for the year. They lost Lance McCullers, too. I don't think he's going to come back. I mean, really all they have right now on the pitching staff is Framer Valdez, but... And Verlander. I mean, yeah, but... Yes, sir. He, he's been playing all right since he's gotten back, Yeah, so. he's, he's had up and down. He's yeah, okay. he's been up and down. But, I mean, I still think their offense is still really good. I mean, Jose Altuve, since he's come back from injury, has kind of resurged as a hitter. so deep. Jordan is still Jordan Alvarez. I mean, their, their hitting is going to be able to do a lot of damage, and I especially think that'll help him out in this race... Um, Especially with, you know, how good the Mariners pitching is and also how bad the Texas Rangers pitching is right now. So I think that'll help them come in handy in the race. But I, I, I think I think they'll still be able to pull out. I, th- I still think they get the wild card spot for sure. The okay. Astros? I yeah. think I think well, they do. Yeah, I completely agree. Does anybody think because right now the top wild card spot, Tampa, has, Tampa and Baltimore have that top wild card yes, spot depending right. on who wins the East. I would um, think it's Baltimore. But it's Tampa's probably going right there. They, Tampa's only a game and a half back. Yeah. But they every every time the Rays win, 
Baltimore wins, and they just keep matching each other. It's the most yeah. annoying Baltimore's thing. Baltimore's good. They don't get swept. But they're, no, they Baltimore's don't get swept. Real deal, their, their pitching Oof. staff just isn't that good. And Bautista, they don't even have their the that, best. They don't want Bautista to close it down in the back my, of the bullpen. That is my main concern like, with Baltimore as well. Lineup is great, and they're a super young team. They're going to be good for a lot of years to come. But They've I just, got such good young pitching, though. Like yeah. It's it's but shaky, but it it's It doesn't look talented. like it's ready yet, though, to like take that next step That's into fair. launching and, them as well. And the disappointing part for me is Tampa is that their pitching is is fine. Like it's still really good, but like you could have, you could add McClanahan, Rasmussen, and Springs, and immediately have three top end pitchers in your rotation. They're all out with injuries. Like yeah. they just cannot avoid the injury bug, which is just so frustrating. Because I don't think Glass. I mean, Glass now is a great starter. And he's been great since coming back from injury. But Savali and um, why am I blanking on Eflin? Savali and Eflin are both good pitchers. They both had very good years, but, like, I just don't trust them in the postseason. Um, but, I mean, Toronto right now could still slip, right? They I, Toronto and Tampa finish up their series, and then they play again next weekend back in Toronto. That, so, I mean, we could see all three of these AL West teams still find a way to get in. That was my could, thing. The only problem is that they're going to have to play each other right. a lot. And so, like, Seattle has Seattle finishes with Houston and Texas. They don't play another team besides that. And so... It's going to be really tough for Toronto would have to lose a lot and those AL West teams would have to split pretty evenly. But I I think it's going to be a really interesting time. Like if the season ended today, the playoff matchups in the AL I feel like are way less fun than the NL. But the playoff matchups in the AL would be the Twins and the Astros. <laughs> And then the Rays and the Blue Jays. <laughs> I, I hate the fact that the Minnesota Twins get to host a playoff. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do that too. they get to host the first two games at home. I think that that, would, that also needs to, agree, to be fixed. But also, I don't think, like, paying attention to it, Minnesota's record is not that much. They only have two games worse than Seattle. That's fair. Like, they have been but playing much better baseball they have, on the stretch. They really have. But, I mean, it, again, it's really just but the, the fact, fact that, that they're Tampa, beating up on AL Central teams, too. They are. They are, and so Central's so bad. Yeah, yeah. So All right, bad. Oh let's take gosh. a look at the NL wild card race, which has honestly sorted itself out a little bit more over the last few days because Cincinnati has fallen apart. I mean, they last, were up nine nothing last, last night. Last night was a disaster to the Pirates. Yeah, I mean, if if Cincinnati, if they had any hope anymore of making the playoffs, which. I thought it was really questionable and coming into these last two weeks. It's all gone now. Man, I love Cincinnati, though. I, I love their young core. I love it, too. But, I mean, them not doing much of the trade deadline, especially, like, on the pitching side, seemed to really cost them a lot. I mean— but I will say they know they're a year away, though. Like, they were, yes. they are a year ahead of schedule getting yeah. to this point. Like, they, yes, they might lose Joey Votto if he retires. But at the end of the day, they have a ton of young talent. Their prospects are really good. They've still got more— like Edwin Arroyo is a dog. Yeah. In the minors. And where are they even gonna play him? Exactly. Because you have Noel V. Marte, you have Ellie de la Cruz, you have all sorts of this talent. Jonathan India as well, and he's not even like been that great for them. Oh yeah. No, this team is going to be definitely scary for years to come. And especially looking at the NL Central too, the way it's shaping up. I mean, Chicago they look good, but I mean a lot of the contracts and a lot of the good impacted players that they have are only under for a year or so. Mm -hmm. it Future looks Tigers like, outfielder Cody Bellinger. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. Stop it. I, into existence. I mean, unless they, unless, they re unless they bring back the squad, it doesn't look like they're going to, you know, yeah. be able to keep a lot of the players they have this year that have impacted them a lot. And, I mean, the Brewers, they, they do look a lot better, but, I mean, I feel like 
The Brewers are, are just always there. They're similar they are, to the Reds. They are always they are. there. They're always there. But I, I, I do love the Reds. It does really suck that we don't get to see them in the I, playoffs. They're probably and, not going to make the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I like mean, I would love it, but... I'm, I'm, I like the Cubs, but I hope they miss the playoffs because I want to see Miami. I know really? Sandy's out, but I want to see Miami. I, I, I love was, Miami's young pitching. I love their team. I want to see Yuri Perez in a playoff game. My, That's, I, feed that to me. I mean, my issue... Oh, God... I don't even know why I'm bringing this up, but like Ellie De La Cruz, nothing pissed me off more than the media and oh, him back in June Matt when he got just, called up. Matt is so he, angry today I, about he's everything. Such, he's, just, <laughs> he's hitting 164 in his last 60 games. No, like, I if agree. you want to, he, he has struggled. Been, yeah. he has he's struggled been really a lot. bad uh, the second half of the season, unfortunately. I mean, he's a superstar talent. He's going to be a stud. Cincinnati's going to be really good. I just. When we talk about prime time and stuff in college football, he's the one person I think of in baseball <laughs> oh. that people are like, look at him. He throws it 110 miles an hour across the diamond. Too bad he can't hit. But anyways, um, I mean, the NL, I, I'm, a, I'm a Cubs. I like the Cubs. They're just fun. And they're, yeah. they're always fun to be in the watch in the playoffs. Like this, they it's are. the Cubs. And it's, the, they, like, you can't hate Wrigley, the Cubs. Although they wouldn't be playing it. If it ended the way it is right now, they would be playing Milwaukee. That'd, be, that'd, be, fun. that'd be a great playoff And series. then you that'd give cool. us, like I said, NL is much better. And then you give Philly and Arizona. Oh, give me that. You I got mean, you got Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly for Arizona in a three-game series. I mean, it'll be it'll be fun. But I, you got Nola and Wheeler on yeah, the other side. I mean, you, you talk about how good the NL is. Is it gonna? I mean, the, the Braves are winning the NL. Really? They're, they're winning the NL pennant. I mean, I, this, this uh, team is too good. I think now. Don't sleep on the Dodgers. I think it's a little bit more closer than what it was. I mean, I Max Freed and Charlie Morton both. 15 day that, IL, which that, is right. That, their pitching's kind of falling apart right now. That lineup, it, it's oh, uh, they're insane. Yeah, that might be. I like we talk about the 90s Braves of being just an absolute machine. This team this year is better than any of those 90 team Braves. I mean, this lineup, I don't, I can't remember seeing, seeing a lineup better than this. It's they, just they, you, it could be. I mean, how many starters in the all star game they have? They have like five or six. They lot. could all nine of these guys, and they even they have two all star catchers in Darnold and in Murphy. I mean, this is the pitching staff isn't what it was back in the 90s, but still when healthy. Now, obviously, they need to stay healthy, and that's going to be yeah. a big thing. But still, they're going to be able to hit with anybody. And star power, I mean, we talk about that's why the Phillies went on a big run. Star power does help you a lot in the playoffs, and they have the star power. I mean, Acuna is the MVP. I don't think there's a conversation with him in bets. I, I mean, forty-seven having a 40-70 season is, he's the only player to hit. I believe I saw yesterday, the only player to ever have a 40 home run season and a 60 stolen base season in the Correct. same career. He didn't this year. Like, yeah. have their own singular seasons of 60 yeah. stolen base, 40 home runs. He did in the same year. I, he is a freak athlete. Well, you I think hear, he's the best player in baseball you hear some, overall. I, think, I agree. You want to hear some I names, agree. though? Let's let's test your trivia, Oscar. I know you were good at this last time. Let's do it. How many 40-40 guys can you name? There's now been five of them. 40-40. Oof. <sighs> That's Brutal. They got me on this this, this summer. This one might get I, in the Cape Cod did, I I want to say Ricky Henderson, but I don't think he hit a lot of homers. Did, did nope. Soriano got there once, right? Soriano did, yes. Okay. <sighs> did Trout ever get to forty stolen bases? No, uh, I don't think no, so. No, I think he I think he got forty in a season, but it was a season that he didn't hit forty home runs. What? Mm. Well, I mean, I was gonna say maybe A Rod. A Rod did it. Yep, yep. in ninety eight. I would. Uh, did Griffey ever do it? No. That's what I was gonna say. You've got uh, you've got somebody did it in '96 and another guy did it in '88. Not Bonds. Bonds did it in '96. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I know he, he actually checked out. Before Bonds, you know, roided up, 
he was allegedly allegedly oh he uh he was fast like he, he was, was he, yeah. he had some speed to him he, he, anyways um, what team was the guy on an 88 is that uh i might give it away but oakland canseco canseco yes uh, yeah. canseco all right so acuna joins that company with that all right it was on the sheet already as can anyone beat the braves we talked about it a little bit all right biggest dark horse who do you like as a dark horse to make a run? My, uh, I mean, I I feel like they should not be a dark horse because of just how good they have been since I mean since their rough start to the season. I think but you're gonna say the same team I was thinking. I'm I'm gonna go to the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, they're they're they did struggle immensely at the start of the year. Their pitching didn't look like the th- didn't look like what it was last year with Wheeler and Nola both struggling, but they got it together. And I mean, the second half of the year. Especially that August they had was it's absolutely phenomenal. That offense woke up and they came out for blood. They have been mashing homers since since the start of August. And I mean, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola have gotten a lot better since uh, the start of the year. I I hate that this team is considered a dark horse because I think they're really good. But it's just the fact that the Dodgers and the Braves just seem like they're on a different stratosphere. What? I think this team right now. And I think the Phillies, like I said, star power wins in the playoffs. And the Phillies have that up and down their lineup. Schorber, Castellanos, Harper. Trey Turner has been amazing. I mean, it's all there. And they're all guys that are going to step up when it comes time. Obviously, the three that were here last year did it and got them to a World Series. Then you add Trey Turner into that mix. On the AL side, I think it would either be, I mean, Seattle, kind of a similar situation, off to a rough start and just kind of picked it up. And they have studs, especially out in that outfield with J-Rod and Teoscar. Um, I, I... I want to say Tampa. I mean, they're the second best team. In the, they're they're the the one or they're going to be the, the top wild card or the overall one seed in the AL. But like, I feel like they just my issue with Tampa, even as a fan, is that they don't have star power to an extent. I mean, Wander Franco's gone. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, I've no jokes about that. Um, and but they're such a good team. That's why I'm scared because star power wins in the playoffs. Unless Randy Rosarino, who has historically been a good postseason player, whether it's WBC or in the postseason, has been good. But just the pitching staff, and they're going to need the lineup to show up for a three-game set and then a five-game set. And can they do that? We'll see. But I I just I don't know. And their bullpen kind of scared. Pete Fairbanks is not my favorite closer to shut it down in the back end. But I, I, I just they're the team that's been there before. I mean, they've, they're a really experienced team. So, I mean, and none of the other AL teams really impressed me besides Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say the same thing about the AL, too. I think Seattle right now sort of has the most complete team out in the AL. I mean, Houston's missing a lot of pitching. Uh, their bats are really well. But, I mean, Seattle's leading the league right now in ERA. And, I mean, they're batting. I love Seattle so they're, much. I think, I think they're going to – I think they definitely make a deep run in the playoffs. Especially, if they get I, I still think they'll be able to get there. I don't like Texas, and I, I, I'm surprised that they're even about to sweep Seattle this week. But I think that four game series, Seattle buckles down and figures it out, and I think they will probably make a very deep run in the playoffs this year. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Anything else on Major League Baseball before we get to the Tigers? We got to talk a little Tigers. Do we? Yeah, I got. Do we really? I got into way too many arguments about the Tigers last we year. We aren't going to argue about the Tigers. We're going to talk about. You're not, yes, gonna, you're not going to like tell me that they're a playoff team or something. They're not a playoff team. Uh, what can't. I'm going to ask no. you is, do you? What have you thought of them down the stretch? And do you like their outlook for the future? I'll let you go first, since I know you have your thoughts. Eh, I mean, I do like Scott Harris, and I think I'm honestly 
I'm more optimistic about their future right now than I was at the start of the season with some of the development of some of the younger players. Um, who's the start? Sawyer Gibson? Is that Sawyer the, Gibson Long? Uh, Sawyer Gibson Long. He's been Long. good. He's been really good. I had no idea who he was before yeah. three weeks ago. Um, I don't think anybody I really thought did. the Max, we weren't on air back in J- July when the draft was, but I thought taking Max Clark was the right decision as a high school bat because this team's not going to be good in two years. I don't quite Lang- disagree. Wyatt Langford is a star college like bat. No. Wyatt but, Langford's a dog. But he's going to be ready in twelve in six months. And Correct. the Tigers aren't going to be ready in six months. But it but you make it seem like Wyatt Langford's not going to be good for more than like... Right, but I think Max Clark is still going to be a stud out in that outfield and you give yourself time to develop and draft other... He might pieces. be, but then you you let him sit in the minors for five years and you continue to be mediocre. I mean, yeah. it, I mean yeah. it, if you spend... Riley Green was, what, the number three overall pick for this team. He spent three years in the minors, came up at 20 years old, 21 years the thing old. About, and he's a, and he's, right, but what I'm saying is the more that you let Max Clark go, the longer you risk losing Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson because those guys are going to be gone by the time Max Clark gets up. I, I'm From what I've seen, Green's a very good player. Like, Torkelson's not a franchise cornerstone player. I mean, for what we've seen, I mean, yeah. he's, he's still he, hit 29 he, homers. I mean, he's, he's a good yeah, first baseman. I don't, I don't think he's a good first baseman, but as a number one overall pick, he's, he's not. too. And he hit almost 30 bombs this oh, year. Pete Alonso yeah. hit 40 in his first year as a college back coming out of college. Because Pete Alonso had a good year. But Pete Alonso consistently as a college back coming out as a top pick was ready when he got here. Torkelson wasn't ready and he had to come up because he's 23 years old. Like the kind of the timing of it, that's why I didn't want Langford because when you draft a college back, they should be up in the next year. I have year. also, like, I have watched Wyatt Langford play. Like, I have called games that Wyatt Langford has played in. The guy, he is very talented. And I have no doubt in that. And he is extremely, and so I will say, like, I have not seen Max Clark play. I have watched Wyatt Langford play, and he can play. And he's going to be very good in that Texas outfield. I mean, we'll see. I think intent uh, next, like next year, the Tigers will probably be a seventy-win team again. I mean, unless they go yeah. out and make a huge splash, and the but I don't see that happening. I mean, there's not Cody much, Bellinger. There's not uh, much they can it, do right now with the cap space that they have. I mean, finally they get off that Mickey contract right. after this but year. I, but I don't think they're going to spend it. Obviously, Javi Baez is still a black hole at shortstop. Yeah. Um, do they hold on to the? Do they try and move Erod again in the offseason, or does that I think, what happened with LA just mean he's here Erod to stay? Has an opt out. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I think that's reason. what's going to happen. If I think that's the worst I think they situation. Try to resign him. You think so? I th- or not necessarily resign? I don't know that he opts out. What, what do you think? Uh, cause I think I think he's going to at least try try to. Yeah, I mean, he made it seem like. Yeah, had, but he made it seem like he wanted that his family was comfortable in Detroit, and that's why he vetoed here. that trade, which was really annoying because the Tigers, I think, we're going to get Emmett Sheehan, who I really like from the Dodgers. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I really like Emmett Sheehan, and yeah. I thought that they were going to get him. Erod's a E-Rod's just a, give Detroit Bobby Miller. You can have anybody else. Just give Detroit Bobby. E-Rod's Miller. Erod's going to sign like or Logan. Like, I don't know what type of deal he's going to sign. He's going to sign like Cincinnati or like he's going to sign a small market. Even yeah. if it's Detroit, Dude. I don't think he goes bigger than Detroit. I, just I send mean, him to Seattle and give Seattle just every single rotation piece. In the yeah, world. I mean, might he as could well. be a Tampa Bay. Tr- he could be a Tampa Bay. Right? Trade him to <laughs> Seattle for Logan Gilbert. Oh, <laughs> they're not going. They're not going to give up Logan Gilbert and Julio Rodriguez. No, I know. I'm. You can add in Julio too. As much as I would love maybe sign and trade for Shohei. Oh, that's like the Tigers fans you see on social. Yeah, so we can just not pitch for a year. You wouldn't take Shohei. I wouldn't. Yeah, I take Shohei. No, I was like, wait a second. But like, wait a second, don't. Like, yeah, I take Shohei, but like. I'm mean, just making fun because you know he's not going to pitch for another year because you know his elbow is in half right now. But yeah, I mean yeah, he's still one of the best players I, in baseball. Agreed. I, still, I, so. Back, I mean back to the Tiger thing with their prospects um, with Torkelson. I mean the flip side, they took Jace Young, Jace Young last year. He's over, the, Zach, over Zach Neto. 
I mean, they shouldn't have taken Jackson Job two years ago. They should have taken Marcelo Mayer. I'm just saying. Yes, or Jordan Lawler. That was just, the Tigers historically have, have a bad history, history of taking high school or college bats, and those bats better be ready. And Jack, I will Young be up next year? Hopefully. Like, and that would mean he spent two full, a uh, whole full year and a half, two full seasons in the minors as a college bat, and that just can't happen. I think Jace will be up next year, but he kind of has to be, otherwise. Where's year, he at well, right now? He's in Is double. He in, finished the year in double A. He finished here in double A in the year, and he hit. And he was solid. I, I, he had called a game. He did. He played uh, for he, West Michigan when he, they were here in Lansing. He played in April. fifty games in double A, hit two eighty. I mean, he was a solid year in double A, but he's going to start the year in double A next year, and we'll see. But. I, mean, I do like what I've what I've seen from from Torkelson this year. I mean, given, I do too. given how he's bad, been hot and cold. Yeah, given how bad things were last season, it's it's been good to see, and I'm a lot more optimistic about his trajectory than I was last season. I think everyone is, but yeah, you I know, I to tell you the truth, I'm really tired of just the lack of patience that I feel like everyone has had with Tork. Like, agreed. Like the progress is it, it, it's it has to be steady and. I mean, I, my only thing is he ju- he just turned twenty four and he was number one overall pick. He's got to be like, and he's I, and he is I mean, getting there. Again, and he's he, getting there though. He's, but I don't. He's about to hit thirty home runs. Right. Exactly. He still hit two thirty this year. He's supposed to be the franchise bat. I mean, I'm just playing dev- as a first no base. No he's, he's a no first baseman. Spencer Torkelson because of his average. Yeah, but he's we, we also, picked I mean, him to hit nukes. Yeah, but, but, also, but also too okay, though, but even 30, if, even if he was a franchise bat, it wouldn't matter because his team is so bad. So I mean, it's like. Just give him give him a little bit of time. I mean, Baltimore does not have a thirty home run hitter right now, and they're almost about to win hundred games. I, I, well, the Tigers have to suck for like six more years if they want to build up, and they also have to be able to develop talent. Because the other thing I have an issue about the Tigers, real quick, they don't sign international players, and that's really where you get that your is, stars. I will say that that, that is yeah. the biggest thing that we talked about. Because if you look at a team like the Devil Ray, De- Tampa Bay Rays, who pull out talent out of their butt, like no, like Comanero, who just got called up number five prospect in baseball, he's our future shortstop. They just lost Wander Franco, supposed to be the future, and they already have two replacements in him and Basabe because all they do is go into the international pool mm-hmm. and sign players from the Dominican and Puerto Rico, well, not Puerto Rico, but the Dominican and Venezuela and get guys that nobody's seen, and they develop them. The Tigers just don't know how to develop talent, and that's really where it's got to change. Yeah, so. we'll have to see how it goes. All right, quick, rapid-fire World Series picks. Uh, Rays-Braves. <laughs> Braves winning, I'm assuming? Yeah. Um, Bra- oh, Bra- Braves win it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would go. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go Seattle Braves. I think it's Seattle Man, Braves. I was gonna do that. That was my pick at the beginning of the year, and I was I, gonna do that. I think it's gonna be Seattle Braves. No, I don't want to. And I think the Braves do end up. This Braves team is just too good. We're gonna look back and like recognize how dominant this Atlanta Braves team is. Braves, Braves. Man, I I can't pick the Braves now because <laughs> the Braves. Um, give me, give me the Dodgers Mariners. Wow. Give me a West Coast mm. World Series that would be something that I feel like Major League Baseball would not like, but at the same time, I can't stand the people that come on here and rant about ratings being like bad for baseball. Nobody like that doesn't matter to fans. Fans shouldn't care about the matchup being good for ratings. Oh, like people yeah. talk about yeah. that. Like if that'd be a terrible finals matchup because nobody's gonna watch it ratings wise. <laughs> I don't care. It's just like last year when uh, Vegas and Florida were in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, well, there's and, no original six Denver, team. Well, in Denver, <laughs> Miami, and basketball too. Right, it's the same like, argument. It's just I don't know. Anyways, all right, we are gonna step aside. Oscar, thank you for joining us. We've got NFL talk on the other side of the break, right here on the Green and White Report. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. On WDVM East Lansing, Zach Sardenic, Matt Merrifield, AJ Evans, now joined by Jack David to talk some NFL stuff. We've got storylines from the last couple of weeks, and then all of our picks coming today. 
But first, before we get into NFL, we got to do Matt's segment because otherwise we're going to run out of time. What's that? Oh. What bothered you this oh. week, Matt? Hey. Yeah. I mean, I kind of got it out with the whole uh, NBC thing that really pissed me off this weekend. Um, is there anything else that bothered me that wasn't sports related? Um, what happened Friday? Oh, I mean, there were just people being not acting appropriate at the East Lansing bars scene on Friday night. Mm. That was a little annoying. Um, just, you know, some freshmen just, you know, shouldn't it exactly be in there? A, B, this is, you're in public, people. Let's learn how to act, a couple diffmos and certain acts going on. Just not not what we should be doing inside certain establishments. But anyways, any, anything bother you guys this weekend? I don't know. You almost got me in trouble last week. I, uh, hey, my fiance I, is here I, now I, to keep an eye on I me. Try, so shout out Jaylee in the other room. I did not try studio. and get you in trouble. It's just you I know, said I nothing bothered kidding. you. And typically your significant other causes headaches. Mine doesn't, of course. No, <laughs> of course she, not. She would never. Allie would never. But it just it's it's common practice to ask. It was polite. <laughs> At least I thought of her. Anyways, oh, sue me. Anything else bother you guys? All right. Um, AJ, any any of your uh, residents in your hall? All right, by the way, AJ's an RA. I don't yeah. know if we brought that up before. You talked about it last week. Did we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah, this segment. Yeah, yeah, one of our hosts is engaged. The other host is an RA. Yep. So You know it. Yeah, for people that don't know. Nah, for those that don't know. The nah, the floor is cool. They've they've been pretty good so far. Um, I'm trying to think. There was there was one thing. It was very minor, but I saw a bunch of guys eating some Chick-fil-A. And they, and they like, didn't bring you any? The right, they should have. <laughs> well, I had, I had gotten it the day before, so I wasn't even mad. Uh. But... No, they just left their trash. So that, that was uh, annoying, but that are, wasn't. Are you bad. one of those RAs that like does room searches? You're like busting in and then like take their Tito's and just walk out with it. <laughs> take it back to your room. Take, yeah, take it back to your room. <laughs> if you ever get any stuff, feel free to share. Just saying. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> no, nah, but one thing that did, what, this is crazy, but I, so shout out JMO, who was on the show earlier. Um, mm -hmm. When we were driving back or when we were Ubering back um, from our friend's house, I got the hiccups and it was like really bad oh. and like I could not I like I tried holding my breath everything I could not like the whole ride there is like a 10 minute drive and I was just like yo oop, Jack oop. that was fun like that's an insane just, impression of a hiccup though did you yeah. just do that on command yeah that's nuts Ooh, wow. yeah but it was so that, that's a hidden talent oh yeah that was what bothered me I would say what bothered me this weekend was the uh, immense amount of sun that I got yesterday at the Michigan State game. I don't mm. know if you guys can see. I'm a ginger, so uh, <laughs> I gotta, gotta be careful. Uh, I got absolutely obliterated by the sun. I don't know if you can see it on my neck. I'm <laughs> very red. This yeah. Morning. So uh, I thought you were just a Buckeye fan. No, 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 no. Um, you look like a Buckeye fan. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when we get people see you on video, you can see we you zoom in the red. camera on uh, Jack? Oh, on, on my sunburn? Yeah. So we got it on the arm. It sucks that people aren't neck. streaming this yet. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a, a rough couple days ahead of me. Got to get some, yeah, some, get, that, get, some get, that aloe. Get get that going. But <laughs> I like how you said that. Aloe. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, the fact that we lost uh, only compounded the the, the absolute hell of a day that I had yesterday. But, um, yeah, that's besides that, I'm, I'm doing great. So. All right. Well, let's get into some NFL talk. Starting with... Actually, let's go back to last Monday, because I know, Jack, you want to talk about this. Yes. Steelers-Browns. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So, uh, that game was crazy. I, a lot happened, both good and bad. First, I do want to start off with, um, for uh, Nick Chubb. That injury, if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible injury. But we did get some good news, I believe it was yesterday, yep. from there was a report that 
they're only thinking it's going to be an MCL tear, which you watch the injury. I'm thinking three out of the four are torn plus maybe a, a, a knee a dislocation. So yeah. for if that's what it, all it is for, if that's all it is, that's like the best case scenario. He and he might be back next uh, season and be somewhat himself. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, quarterback play was uh, was poor to say the least uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, Matt Canada, I mean, I can I can I get into it, Matt Canada? Sure, go ahead. Uh, we got he, all morning. He is an absolute abomination of an of, of an offensive coordinator. I don't want him on the team. He's going to be on the team for the rest of the season. Hopefully, not more after that. We'll see, though. Um, you sound like you're uh, taking radio lessons from Matt Merrifield. That's what I was about to say. No, you no, sound no, like Mr. No, no, Merrifield no, no, right no. now. You got it. Hey. I, I support. It. I like it, Jack. It's. What are your thoughts on Kenny Pickett? Because I, because I, I think Kenny too. Okay, loves, no, no. Kenny, I don't hate Kenny Pickett. Oh, I do. I. I don't. I think Kenny will get better and better throughout the year. Matt Canada won't. He's terrible. But How about yeah. that offensive line. It'll get better. How about Najee? Well, Najee, I like Najee Harris. Najee's a bust. But um, you're, no, your you're, offensive line sucks. Like, he's useless in fantasy because okay. the offensive line just can't do anything. Do you remember the play? They called the halfback stretch. It went out. It, it wasn't there. So he came back around the field. When he came around, he looked like he was running in slow motion. I I, I love I love Najee. I want him to be good. I just, I, he just doesn't have any juice. I, and I, I like Jalen Warren more, our backup. Um, Maybe saying a bust was maybe a little too far. He's he's, he's he's a good guy. He's a good player, but uh, yeah, he's just not he's just not doing it for me. Yeah, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Two Gloves, as I like to say, I'm not a fan of. He has small hands, so he needs them. Oh God, he has, he does have small hands. I have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett, which I is my claim to fame. I guess I don't even have that abnormally large of hands. I just like to put him down because I don't think he's that good. Shouldn't have been a Heisman candidate, Pitt. And he is a game manager and should not have been a first-round pick last year. Anyways, uh, we have some breaking news around the NFL. The halftime show was announced for this year's Super Bowl. I had no idea where you were going with that breaking news. I thought you were going to talk <laughs> about like injury updates. No, I thought you were oh, going to no, say, I'm going to say Browns playing today the for Lions fans out there. The listeners need to know. And I want to know your guys' opinion. Usher yeah. has been announced the headline this year's halftime show. Presented I, by, I believe it's still presented by Pepsi, I think. I, I don't know. But anyways. No free ads. Um, I don't. I like I don't Usher. Know. You yeah. guys, you I was gonna say it's, it's cool. Are you an Usher cool. guy, AJ? It's cool. I grew I grew up on Usher. My mom okay. used to listen to him. So she like actually Usher. said, um, my mom has been to a lot of concerts. Uh, shout out my mom. Um, but she she shout said out to he, all the moms. Facts. Um, he performed at the Palace of Auburn Hills in maybe like '03 something like that. I don't know, but he killed it. She said it was like one of the best performances she's ever seen. So I love that. I'm excited. I mean, yeah. Rihanna kind of killed it last year. Love Riri, but anyways, back to back to, back to football. Back to back football. To football. We, got some storylines. we still got to get through picks. We've only got about 20-ish more minutes until we get off the air to get to these NFL games because I know all of us are going to go watch them, I'm sure. But, Lions, tough week last week. Yeah, no, it was tough. Um, you know, there were a lot of people who were, you know, really negative after that game, but, you know, both sides were, were really injured, and that was a showdown. It was Shout good. out Kenneth Walker. Yeah, it was good to see, you know, they they just came up short at the end. But I, there was a lot that I liked. Um, my biggest storyline going into this week is that I think Jameer Gibbs will have a breakout game um, today. like that. The I can't remember who was on the call for the game last week for the Lions, but Oh, they, it was Burkhart and Olsen. Yeah, they— Oh, they, it was the, it was, it was they, Fox's they, A crew? They had the A crew there. Yeah, and they killed it as usual. But um, 
they made a really good point about Gibbs last week, um, and they said, I don't think they said they don't think the Lions really know how to fully use him yet, and I think you can kind of see that. But I mean, even with that, he's been really good in spurts. Um, so this week, though, I, I expect him to break out and and do his thing. It'll just be a matter of getting him in space and and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, sky is the limit for Jameer Gibbs in this offense. Oh, yeah. uh, they've only scratched the surface with what they can do with him. So yeah, I I love the the thought that he'll have a breakout today against the Falcons. The has been killing it too. Yeah, yeah, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Lions are at home this afternoon, right? Yes. They're hosting Seattle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Seattle or Atlanta, excuse me. And they've been. I mean, I've been impressed with them. I thought they're the team that's going to win the South, and they've looked good so far. But I think the Lions at home and the Saints are going to win the South. We'll see. The South, <laughs> the South sucks. Baker Mayfield looks like an MVP can, candidate right now. Three out of the four teams are two and zero right now in the NFL. Yeah, that's on the that's sheet of, here. So I, uh, yeah, it's weird. Anyways, will any of them finish above five hundred though? Uh, mm. two of them. One will go ten and seven. One will go nine and eight. Ten and seven. Wow. Yeah. I very much disagree with that, no. but I guess we'll see. All right, we got to get through a couple more questions we had, and the biggest one I want to talk about, which 0-2 team has the best chance to turn it around and make the playoffs? It's very rare that it happens, but it did happen last year with Cincinnati. I'll read off the 0-2 teams. Some of these at the end, I think, have no chance, but Minnesota, Cincinnati, the Chargers, New England, Houston, Denver, Chicago, Carolina, Arizona. If you had to pick one, which team turns it around? I would, out of all of them, I would definitely say Cincinnati. Uh, they're, I would say, the best team out of all these. Even though they've they've had they've been rough the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Burrow still don't know if he's going to play Monday. It's going to be game like time a, decision, a game time yeah. decision. Um, and they really they they screwed it up there. He should have probably sat out a little longer. Uh, so now they're going to delay the process. But I mean, the Bengals are so good. Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. He deserved the contract that he got. Uh, the Jamar, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I think they will turn it around and still make the playoffs. I got to go with probably Minnesota just because of the toughness of the division. I mean, Cincinnati's good, but I think you still have Cleveland. It's a crazy division. Cleveland and Baltimore are still very good, and Pittsburgh's obviously going to be competitive all year. <laughs> um, smile. Um, I mean, like I want to say the Texans because I don't think the AFC South is good, but the Texans suck. Um, same thing, the Broncos and the Chargers. I both I don't think are very good. I thought I would, I thought I liked the Broncos. I'm done with them already. Um, and I want to say the Patriots because I think the Jets aren't that good without Aaron Rodgers. We're gonna find out today because the Patriots yes. play the Jets, and the Patriots are giving point like they're minus two and a half in that so, game. But we'll get to that in the pick. We'll I think that's crazy. But. Yes, I agree. But yeah, I mean, I think since they have to, they play Monday night. They have to win Monday night. If they they play LA, the, Rams. LA the Rams, they got to take care of business on Monday. If they don't, they're in a lot of trouble. I think I'm also gonna go Minnesota. I think that Minnesota, I agree with you on the divisions thing. Minnesota has a really tough schedule, mm-hmm. but they do have a stretch that's not that bad. And the NFC in terms of wild card spots right now looks like the NFC South looks like it might be taking them, which I don't think is going to last. So with that being said, give me Minnesota if they win today. Because if they lose today, I think they might start selling and they might start trying to get rid of pieces and try to tank. Yeah. Because they are going to try to just get rid of cousins, get rid of other stuff. And so I think that you could see it's people have been kind of throwing it out somewhat as a joke, but I think you could see 
New York Jets quarterback Kirk Cousins. If I, was Vikings don't win today. I literally was about um, to say that. I think that's a very real possibility come October if the Vikings fall again today. But we'll see. If they win today, I like Minnesota. I also think Cincinnati as well. Um, Minnesota and Cincinnati, I think, are by far the two most likely teams to turn around and make the playoffs in this group. Um, I don't think anybody else really has a real shot. Yeah, no, the Vikings have my pick as well. All right. Well, all right. Let's get into the pick em, everybody. We got four of us all making picks against the spread. We've got to talk about how terrible we are in the standings, but I'm going to talk about it really quickly because it's going to sound really bad. None of us are even at 500 at this point. AJ in the lead at 13, 15, and 2. Um, he stayed pretty even from the week before. We had two pushes last week. Also, hold on, back to bad beats. What in the world? What We had it at 7, so it voided for us. Sean McVay kicking a field goal to cover. I was upset because I thought it was seven and a half and I had L.A. to cover. And I mean, I guess it saved me from a loss because I think I was the only person to take L.A. last week. Uh, yeah. But that was tough. But I like it. Chase the points. Tie, tie, points four is a tiebreaker. Points. points four are a tiebreaker come playoff time. I, I, I like it. Got to score points. Yeah, that I... Man, that's like the eighth tiebreaker, though. Like, that's not... Doesn't like, matter. Guy, uh, get your points. Yeah, I, I did not like... Uh, I know a lot of people were very upset about that. Anyways. But yeah. All right. So AJ's 13, 15, and 2. Matt and I are both 12, 16, and 2. What was the other push we had last week? Oh, it was another one. Another late bad beat. Uh, Carolina scoring oh, yeah. to make it a three-point <laughs> oh, game against yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. So, all right. We're going to start it off with a pick em. Well, it was a pick em. I will note with these. I took these spreads down last Whatever night. Whatever you put them down is what we're going with. Correct. At 1 in the morning, that's what it was. So pick It was a pick em. Now it is... Vikings minus one and a half. So there's been a lot of movement, but we are going to leave it as a pick em. And I'm taking the Vikings. I am taking the Vikings as well. I'm taking the Vikings. Same. I think oh, wow. Brandon Staley out. Probably might be his last game as a uh, Chargers. I would love coach. to see that. I would love to see that too. I think I, I've been very vocal about the Chargers being the Justin Herbert show. I love Justin Herbert. I don't like the rest of that team. Maybe Austin Eckler. I like him too, but um, I don't think Brandon Staley's the guy. And I think they've severely underperformed the last couple of years. So. Vikings, baby. All right. Colts at Ravens. Ravens minus eight and a half. Matt, we're going to leave you for last because okay. I'm curious on your pick. Okay. Um, I think Baltimore covers. I, I think agree. they win and cover. Eight and a half's a lot, though, but I do think they win and cover. I agree. Baltimore covers easily. Sorry, I, Matt. So, I think they con- like so those, for those that may have missed the Penn State game last night in the monsoon because of Tropical Storm Eileen. That sounds right. I don't remember what the name of the tropical storm is, but it's raining and it's raining a lot in Baltimore. And Gardner Minshew's playing. He was like 17 for 20 for 180 and a touchdown last week in the half that he played after Richardson went down with that concussion. I genuinely think the Colts cover the eight and a half. Eight points is a lot. I understand it's in Baltimore, but I think the weather is an equalizer. Both defenses are very good. And I think for that reason, it's going to be low scoring. Give me the Colts. Matt talking week one saying he was not going to pick the Colts again and just picked the Colts yeah, all okay. three Yeah, okay, I'm weeks. never picking Anthony Richardson again. Let me make that more clear. You picked clear. him last week. Right. Oh, one. Oh, right. That's because I played the Texans. And he, CJ, I, as much as I dislike Anthony Richardson, I dislike C.J. Stroud even more. Okay. Yeah, he's got his personal... I, I, thing with Anthony like, Richardson. I don't get well, it. Well, he very much it. does not I, like it, Anthony it, Richardson. It is a thing, and he can't throw. You realize he could be, like, the potential to be the best quarterback in the league, H- right? How so? Second. How so? Because his ceiling... His ceiling is Cam Newton, and Cam Newton is nowhere near the best Cam quarterback ever. Cam, Cam exactly. Newton was the best quarterback in the league in 2015. 
it, it for a singular year, and he still didn't even. So win a you would want that. Though. I was gonna say, would you take an MVP season and a trip? I want to the Caleb. Super Bowl? I thought they should pass on him and take Caleb Williams in six months or Bo Nix. Or Michael oh, Penix, oh, or Quinn Ewers, okay. or literally JJ McCarthy. Of, <laughs> yeah, JJ McCarthy. They're gonna like, mess around. JJ McCarthy. There's like be a ten quarterbacks coming out next year. Any of them I would rather have over Anthony Richardson, Peyton Thorne. Because, sure, I, I will gladly have him throw lob fades to Michael Pittman. Honestly, he could. He could throw. Peyton Thorne can throw a pretty deep ball. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, but give me the, give me the Colts. Moving on. Okay. Titans. Moving on. At the Browns. Next question. This is an interesting game, and we can talk a little more about this game. We do have a little bit of time to break these games down. Looking at this one, the Browns with no Nick Chubb. They've got Kareem Hunt back. They are minus three and a half at home. AJ? Oh. <laughs> oh. Give me the Browns. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll roll with it. I'll take the Titans to win outright. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I think... Titans money line. Mm-hmm. I like the Browns. They played on Monday night, which I don't love. They didn't play very well. But I, I can't stand the Titans. Give me the Browns to cover. I'm in a really... I really don't know with this game. I'm going to go with Cleveland, but I could see the Titans winning this game as well. But I'm going to take Cleveland because I just cannot trust Ryan Tannehill. That's just for the sucks. life of me. I can't I trust can't. Sean Watson. So that's also true. A lot of people can't trust Sean Watson. Anyways, Broncos at the Dolphins. Dolphins minus six. Miami trying to keep it moving. They looked really good right now. Tua looks like he could be the MVP. I, I would say he's probably the front runner right now. I think so too. Yeah. So. Tua being the front runner for MVP is like Michael Penix being the front runner for the I Heisman. Knew, I knew you were going to say the that. They're the same God. thing. He they, just sits back there, he just sit back there and swings <laughs> the ball. <laughs> he just flips we with his it. left hand, a little, little southpaw. No, no, don't want it. I mean, I like to, I like Tua. I like the Dolphins a lot. They're going to cover the six because Sean Payton and the Broncos are a dumpster fire, and the B- Dolphins are just a machine right now with the way they operate. And, yeah, give me the Dolphins minus six at home. But anyways... I, I agree. Yeah. Give me it. I will give. I will take uh, Dolphins minus six as well. All right. So everybody going with the Dolphins in that game, continuing their run. Jalen Waddle, I believe, is he out? Is that what I saw? Is he? I oh, think I need to set I my lineup. Oh yeah, that's bad for my lineup. <laughs> anyway, yeah, mine too. But uh, my fantasy team is bad overall. So my RB one. Shout is out. We forgot to mention Ezekiel this. Serdenic and I played in our eighteen man fantasy football league last week. Yeah. Not pretty. No, my uh, my RB1 is now Ezekiel Elliott because I drafted Aaron Rodgers and J.K. Dobbins. And so I now have Baker Mayfield, Ezekiel Elliott, and uh, I don't even know who my other running back is. I think it's the guy had, from the uh, Ravens that scored two touchdowns in you, week one. Yeah, Justice Hill and Zeke yeah. Elliott were your running backs. For those listening, Jim Irsay's well fun did defeat Team Zach Serdanik 120 to 94. Yeah, I also didn't even set my lineup. I thought I got uh, the receiver Nakua from the Rams oh, on the okay. waiver wire. I have uh, I was second in waiver wire, and somehow uh, Ali Cohen, who should not have been first on waiver wire, I don't know how got him. I don't know how that works. So. I don't either. But uh, yeah, so that was unfortunate. But anyways, moving on. Patriots minus two and a half at the Jets. Give me the Jets money line here. 
Wait. Oh, okay. Um, no, I can't. There's. I. I love Zach Wilson, but there's no. He. Bill Belichick chews him up and spits him out every single time they play. Give me the Patriots. You love Zach Wilson. I do love Zach Wilson. That's interesting. But I'm pretty sure day, you can understand why I love Zach Wilson. At the end of the Nothing day, nothing to do with like, on the field play. Let's try and figure out. The Jets' defense is I'll just better. I'll wear my better. hoodie for you next week. I have a hoodie. The Jets' defense is just better. Does it? But the the Patriots' defense is good, and Zach will. Your defense does not have to be very good to stop Zach Wilson. Joe and their running game just mute their, my mic. Their running game is just yeah. <laughs> on mute, the producer yeah. side. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Our, yeah, thing you gotta keep in mind: the Patriots they came within one play both of these games with having a chance at win. Kayshawn Booty he gets that second foot in. They are having a touchdown drive. That was against the Eagles, who have a fire offense. There is um, no chance their defense was, is worse than the Jets. What's their record now, though? It's 0-2, but yeah. that doesn't matter. Two also, plays change the entire thing. You're saying there's no thing. chance the defense is worse than the Jets? The Jets might have the best defense in football. On the paper, Jets have a very good defense. I probably should have said their team overall is not their worse. Team their team overall their might Their offense not be. is way better than the Jets' offense, but their defense is comparable. I don't even know that I agree with that. I, it's Zach Wilson. He had two picks. He did not you're look right, good in that Bruce Eagles Hall. game. Bruce or Hall's in the Bills amazing. game. And Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. They... Brees Hall is good. Garrett Wilson is good. They do not trust their backfield for some reason. If they fed their backfield, for some reason they want Zach Wilson to be the guy, and he is not that guy. I love the Patriots talk. All right, so did you take the Patriots? Yeah, Patriots. AJ? I'll roll with them. I'm rolling with the Patriots. Okay. Also, let me preface this. As much as I think the Jets, like, are going to win this game outright, I still probably would not touch this game with a 10-foot no, pole. No, this is a uh, This game and the Browns game. game are games that I would not touch at all. Jack, who you got? Uh... Patriots, yeah. All right. Bills giving six, minus six, in Washington against the Commanders. I I like the Bills here. We were talking earlier, though, and you guys didn't seem as confident as I felt like this was pretty simple. So what's uh, what are your guys' thoughts? I like this Commanders offense. Uh, I like what I've seen. But right. I'd love to see them win the game. I don't really like the Bills that much. No, so I didn't, I didn't say game, that but... I was – I didn't know. Oh, I'm, okay, okay. I'm, my bad, got a little ahead of myself. Give me the bills. I thought you were really going to say that and then make me retype it onto the sheet after I just deleted it. <laughs> Jack, go ahead. Uh, I am not a fan of the bills. Um, I don't know. It maybe maybe the, the hype that they always get and how they don't really uh, do anything with it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Um, and I really like the commanders. I think they're a sleeper team in the NFL this year, like what Sam Howell's doing, like what Ron Rivera's doing there. I will take... I'll take Commanders uh, plus okay. six. Yeah, Matt, G- give me the Bills. I think yeah, no Commanders. Let's go Commanders. I think at home six you sound a point. Very confident. I'm so con- I love Sam Howell. I'm Fair confident. Enough. I'm confident in that. All right, the game at Ford Field: Falcons at Lions. Lions minus three and a half. You already know. No further explanation needed. You AJ? already know. You already know. AJ's going with the Lions. Um, I will... Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, give me the Lions, too. I wish this spread wasn't three and a half. I wish it was three. But I'm going to... I think it actually is three now. But I'm going to take the... Uh, I'm going to take the Lions still to cover three and a half. One pride, baby. Go Lions. Let's go. All right. All of us taking Detroit for, I believe, the third straight week. Um, we'll see how it works this week. Saints at the Packers. This is a weird game. Would not touch this game again. This is very weird. But um, oh, pack Packers minus one at home. Give me the Packers. 
they've looked like I mean Jordan Love looks really good mm-hmm. and I mean the Falcons are a good football team going on the road that was a tough loss it was a close loss and I'm still not a huge Saints guy give me the Packers yeah Love has looked really good I like what I've seen give me the Packers I, I would also take the Packers I don't really like anything about the Saints team besides maybe like Chris Olave uh yeah I think the Saints win. I think the Saints defense is really good. And I think that uh, they've got weapons. And I think Derek Carr is a serviceable quarterback. It's not like you're it's taking... a good word to put. Yeah, it's not him. like you're taking a rookie quarterback and sending him on the road to Lambeau right now. You're taking a guy that's been there, done that. He's got enough around him. Is Alvin Kamara back this week or next week? Uh, I believe it's next, next week. week. He's yeah. out the first three weeks. Okay. Or first... I think it's three. I think he's yeah. out the first four weeks. Either way, either way, he's not back today. Right, but I still do think that Kendra Miller makes his season debut today. I believe, though, yeah, the rookie out of I like, I like this, uh, I like this team for the Saints in this game. Uh, Give me the Saints to cover and basically to win at minus one. It's Mm -hmm. basically a pick them. So, Um, all right, Texans at Jacksonville, Jaguars minus seven and a half. I'll give me the Jaguars. Big. I can't stand the Texans. I would agree. I would agree as well. I'm going to take the Texans, uh, maybe at like seven, but I'll take the Texans to just barely keep within that seven and a half. Okay. All right. Panthers at Seahawks. Seattle coming off that big win in Detroit. They're back home. Carolina going across the country without Bryce Young. Oh, the red rifle. So I got to find something real Andy quick. Andy Dalton you guys is go. back. I saw it. somebody yeah. that I saw earlier was extremely confident that Andy Dalton would win that game. So, humble brag for fellow football beat reporter uh, Jada Coster as he has washed the red rifle's car. He was talking about as, this on Friday. <laughs> and when he <laughs> played, crazy, what? J- Jay used to work at a car wash at his hometown of Lake Forest, Illinois, a nice suburb about Shout 40 out. minutes north of Chicago. And when Andy Dalton played for the Bears a couple years ago, he would take his Tesla, red Tesla Model X to this car wash and Jay would wash it. I would pay to have Jay DeCoster wash my car, number one. I'd pay a lot of money for that. I mean, I'm Two, sure Andy Dalton paid to have Jay DeCoster wash his car. I know, and he's a lucky man. And for <laughs> that reason, I have to take the Panthers today to cover the four and a half. <laughs> oh I'm also God, a I huge have. Red Rifle go- guy. That's insane. Shout All right. out JDC. All right. Matt's taking the Panthers. AJ, where are you going? Give me the Seahawks. Jack? Seahawks. I agree. I think I like the Seahawks team, even though they did not look good against uh, the Rams. In week one, I, I like the Seahawks. I think that they're going to be solid. Kenneth Walker is still a dog. All right, Cowboys minus 13 in Arizona. God. Oh That's gosh. so many points, but I still think they cover it. I, I did, did Whatever the, the over-under is, take the did, under. Did the Cardinals cover last week against the Giants? Yeah. I they told were up, myself they I were was, up like 20 I'm, to nothing. I'm taking the 13. Like they're an NFL team. They'll keep it within 13. Like as much as I think Joshua Dobbs and that whole Carolina team is a tire fire, they're going to keep it within 13. Fair. Uh, I mean, Cardinals are maybe the worst team in the league. Uh, possible landing spot for Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, one of them. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Cowboys minus 13. I agree. I think that defense, even without Trayvon Diggs, is still really good. Yes. Yeah, I agree too. Give me the Cowboys. All right, couple more games to get through in the final three minutes of the show today. The Bears at the Chiefs. Chiefs minus 12 and a half at home. Jay, I love you, as I just pointed out. 
the Bears suck. Justin Fields. I think we've proven that Justin Fields is not a good quarterback. Have we? Can we please agree on that real quick? You got to push your narrative. I don't know that I've, we have time for your We narrative. have time for this. He sucks. <laughs> nah. And that was proven last week against Tampa. I don't know. Do you disagree, Anyways. Jeff? Anyways, Chiefs by a million. Uh, Yeah, Chiefs easily. Chiefs. I agree with that. But all right. Steelers at the Raiders, Sunday night football. Why? Why is this Sunday night football? It's a terrible game. I, um, I did not write the spread down for this game. So I'll we're going to play it as a pick 'em. Um, I think I think it's actually oh it is it is Raiders minus three, so we'll play it with that. Go ahead, Jack. Are you taking them? Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers to uh, to win here. It's going to be an absolute ugly game. Don't watch it. I I have to watch it. But um, yeah, Steelers. AJ, same. Um, I think playing them prime time back to back weeks. Steelers were able to get it done this last week, but give me the give me the Raiders. Yep, give me Las Vegas. I don't love Las Vegas. I love Jimmy but G. Give me, I. I'm very out on Jimmy G, but give me Vegas. Of course, he's game. a winner, baby. Winner. <laughs> oh, goodness. He's also a rocket, so. Oh, goodness. All right, <laughs> Eagles minus five in Tampa, Monday night football. I'm going to take Philly to continue to roll here. I'm I'm out on Baker and them. I'm rolling with Philly. Uh, I will take the Bucks. I Philly's really good, and they looked good. They played on Thursday. They played on Thursday, and now get to come back on Monday. Give me the Eagles. I can't do that. As much as I want to take Baker. I had to take the Eagles. All right, last pick of the day and of the week. Rams at Bengals. Bengals minus two and a half. Bengals got to get it done this week. Give me the Bengals. I will preface this by saying I'm making this pick assuming Joe Burrow plays. Give me the Bengals. Uh, Bengals back against the wall. They win. Yeah, the Bengals need this. If Joe Burrow does not play, the Rams win by a touchdown. At least, in my mind. Yeah, but we're all placing the Bengals. Oh, and Correct. Okay. We're picking it as it is now, locking Correct. it in. Stand Lock by your in. stand by your yes. pick. So fair enough. Got to have some sort of confidence. All right, thank you guys for tuning in today. It's been a fun show. We're glad that you guys got to listen to it. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back here next week, same place, same time. You know where to catch us: eighty eight point nine FM, Impact eighty nine FM dot org slash Listen Live or in the app. This has been the Green and White Report for everybody here: Matt Merrifield, AJ Evans, Jack David, Joe Dez. Jack Moreland and Oscar Henderson all joining on the show today as well. I'm Zach Sedenk, hoping you have a great rest of your Sunday. Enjoy some NFL football. This has been the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing.